Welcome to Revitalize Your Relationship. You are listening to episode 55, Needs versus Desires. Hello there, lovers. My name is Erin Aquin, and today I have a short but punchy <laughs> episode for you. I want to talk about something that I know that you probably do in your relationship. I definitely do this in mine. And I think that in terms of small things that you can do to make huge positive impacts in your relationship, this is one really tiny little change that you can make that will shift the way you're thinking about your marriage, your long-term relationship, even your relationship with close family members, your kids. It's such a small thing, but once I tell you what it is and why I think it's so important, I really think if you try this on for the next week, you know, until our next episode, you will experience a dramatic positive shift, not just in how you speak to your partner, but how you think about them and how you think about your needs. So the title of this episode is Needs Versus Desires. And I don't mean to like pit these two things against each other, but really I hear so many people get on a consultation call or when they're in the really first early days of working with me, they really do confuse the idea of a need with the idea of a desire. So here's what I mean by that. People love to have a whole list of needs that they require their, their partner, their husband, their wife, their family member to do. And this could be, this is a laundry list of stuff. Usually it has a wide spectrum. It could be anything as simple as I need you to pick the kids up from school on Tuesdays and Thursdays to I need you to have sex with me three times a week. And what most people think of as a need is actually just a desire. So when I think of need, if you really think about what someone needs to live, <laughs> what you need to live, it's pretty simple. You know, food, water, air, shelter, if you live in a uncontrollable climate, um, basic human connection, we can consider probably a need, but you don't need a new Mercedes. You might want a new Mercedes, but you don't need that. You don't need your partner to buy you a fancy birthday gift. You might want that. You don't need your partner to take you out to dinner once a week, but you might want that. What I see a lot of couples do is they acknowledge that what they want is just a want, it's a desire. And they'll say like, hey, I would love it if we went on a regular date night. Or hey, I would love it if we had more intimacy in our relationship. And it starts off as something that one person asks of another, usually. It starts off, you know, as just something that you acknowledge is just a desire, a want. But when the other person doesn't fulfill that desire, what tends to happen for people is they just crank up the urgency of the request. And the easiest way to do that is to stop calling it a desire, stop calling it a want, and crank it up to the level of need. 
Like, I'm going to die if I don't get more intimacy with you. I'm going to think our relationship is over if you don't take me out to dinner. You know, like people get pretty dramatic about this stuff. And then they start to attach consequences onto these quote unquote needs because it's a need, not a want, not a desire anymore. Then it seems easier to say, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to do this other thing for you. If you don't plan time to be intimate with me three times a week, then I'm not going to take you on vacation or I'm going to go out and find that intimacy somewhere else. Ooh, that's like a big one that people don't necessarily often say out loud, but a lot of people do it and a lot of people allude to it. Like if I don't get my needs met here, I'm going to have to go out and get them met somewhere else. It's like this threat. So this is where a lot of relationships just get so messy and so weird when one or both people start to turn their desires up, they crank it up to 10 and call it a need. Because what does that do to the other person really? What that does is it makes the other person responsible for your feelings. If you express a need to your spouse and they don't meet it, then you can make it mean all these terrible things about your relationship and and him and or her. And I think it's so interesting because when you pass the buck onto someone else and you expect them to fulfill all of your desires and like follow your manual or rule book for them, we've talked about this before, it's actually also handing all of your power to that other person. You are telling them that in order for you to have positive emotions, they have to act and do certain things. And If they don't act and do the certain things you like the way you want them to, then you can't feel happy. You've just given all of your emotional well-being over to that other person. And here's a newsflash. They don't fucking want it. (laughs) You know, it does feel very manipulative to be on the other side of someone saying, hey, I need you to do this. Now, I said to you that I, of course, have these moments sometimes in my own relationship with my husband. Um, Usually it's around needing time away from my kids. Don't get me wrong. I love my children. I'm crazy about my kids. I love them to death. But if I have been home alone with my son all day and maybe he's having like, let's say he's teething and then my daughter comes home and she's full of energy and, you know, I'm checking in on myself and I think, okay, it would be really helpful to get 10 minutes alone so that I can check in with myself and be present for my family after that time. Sometimes I'm just lazy and I'll say, hey, I need 10 minutes. (laughs) So it's not a true need. I'm not going to crumble if I don't get that 10 minutes. But when I put it out to my husband like it's a need, it feels really urgent and it doesn't really ever give him room to express what he might want in that moment because maybe he just got home from work too and maybe he would also like 10 minutes. So there's no conversation if someone just puts up a wall and says, I need this and the only person that can deliver it is you. So it's very dramatic. It feels very urgent and it feels like he's the only one that can deliver my desire. He's the only one in the world that can give me 10 minutes alone. This is not a need. This is what I call an, this is what is it called an elevated want, an elevated desire. 
And then we get into this whole dramatic thing. And for some couples, this turns into an argument. So I've been really working on trying to catch myself saying, being clear when I have a desire or a want and position it that way rather than say, I need you to blah, 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 blah. The other thing I've noticed is when I fall into that little groove of saying, hey, I need you to look after the kids for 10 minutes so that I can just take a minute. Notice how that also cuts you off from being creative to find a solution to your own problem. When you position a want and crank it up to be a need to someone else, you have basically said the only solution is the one I'm proposing here. So if I'm not being lazy (laughs) and I'm open to the creative part of me that recognizes that I have the same desire every Tuesday and Thursday to just get 10 minutes alone at the end of the day in the transition between when my both my kids are home and into the evening, there are so many other possibilities. I could hire a babysitter for half an hour. Maybe my husband and I could do that. We could go for a walk together. We could hang out. We could both just be alone for a little bit. Maybe that desire keeps coming up because I haven't had a lot of time alone. Maybe I could be creative and think of another point in the day where I could really just have that time for myself. There are just so many more possibilities, but when you position a desire as a need and you hurl that fireball at someone else, you do cut yourself off from all the other options. You say, it's this way or no way. If you don't do this, I'm not getting what I want and therefore I'm going to be mad at you. So you might not believe me. You might think your list of quote unquote needs is very real. And the only person that can deliver them is the person that you hurl them at. (laughs) I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but I would offer to you that this is something that I really hope you'll play with this week. Notice when you say, I need you too. What you're really saying is, I would really, really like you to. Try that. Just try making a clean request and give the other person the space. They always have the space anyway, but really like actually give them the space to say yes or no. And if they say no, don't make that mean anything about you. If my husband says, no, I don't really want to take the kids out right now. I'm also tired. I'm not going to make that mean that he doesn't love me, that he's a terrible father, that, um, you know, any of the craziness that my mind would probably love to play into. And side note, my husband always takes my kids. (laughs) That's probably why I've been lazy and uncreative up until now, because, you know, he is really kind and he actually will do that. But the problem is, like, if he stopped wanting to do that suddenly then of course my brain could go to all types of crazy places. So I'm working on it now. And I'm inviting all of you to work on this with me. Notice when you say or want to say that something is a need, when you want to hand your partner a list of your needs, notice that nine times out of 10, it's really not. It's just a desire that you might be dramatizing. (laughs) And that's okay. There's no shame in having a heightened desire at all, but call it what it is. It's a want. It's a desire. It's a desire you really, really want. It's totally fine. Be open to the fact that there are probably 10 other options for you getting what you want without enforcing a rule on the other person. 
that will just bring so much ease into your relationship. So for those of you who listen to this podcast and you are constantly fighting with your partner, I would be really interested to hear from you that if you put this into practice and you started calling your desires what they are, desires, not needs, how things subtly begin to shift for you. Of course, if you want to accelerate this process, if you're tired of wasting time and energy trying to figure this out on your own, that is what I do with my life. I coach individuals, I coach couples to help you learn how to really implement this in a way where you can stop fighting, bickering, and really start to enjoy your marriage and your relationship again. And if you want more information on that, you can click request a consultation here in the show notes, or you can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation. All right. I will talk to you next time. Practice, 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 and let me know how it goes. And as always, I'm wishing you a beautiful week and a beautiful relationship. Take care.